you'll see my daughter Ellie is uh, walking around with um, uh, a little gift for you today. Uh, and this gift is something that we want uh, you to uh, hold on to this week. Um, or if you're like me, as long until you lose it. Right? Like, that's always the thing. Like, I would always go on, like, airplanes or something like that, and I'd always leave, like, headphones, you know? And so back in the day when a pair, but now, like, if you lose an AirPod, you know, that's 150 bucks, right? So, uh, but these aren't, these aren't expensive. But what you're gonna see when you come around is, is this little thing. Uh, it's meant for the, the kids will get one as well, too. But, um, what it is, and one of the things that I thought, you know, as Nancy and I were talking about this, uh, encompasses, and um, right, you don't have one of these anymore so much. Like you could have it on your phone, right? You pull it up, and on your phone now has, you know, uh, a compass on there. But how many of you actually use a compass? Like if you need to go, you know, Google Mapsing, right? Right? Like Google Maps always know where north is and tell you right where to go. Um, but I thought about this interesting is like this compass, right? And often is used. And, um, people on boats like Simon and Peter probably had, um, you know, either a compass that would help orient them or if they didn't orient by, um, a compass, often you orient yourself by land maps, right? Like, or by lighthouses or by stars, right? There's always something that you're using to orient yourself this year. And what we're talking about this morning is this idea of what does it look like for us, um, in the new year to reorient ourselves consistently towards Jesus. And for Pine Lake, what we're talking about this year, as we move forward in 2023, what we want to focus on as a church, as a community, as followers of Jesus, is we want to reorient ourselves to two things. Super easy. Finding Jesus and following Jesus. That as we look at the compass which we are, that is directing our lives, we want it to be an orientation towards finding Jesus and where he shows up, but also orienting ourselves into following Jesus. And so I would love for you to do this week is, you know, it's super silly, but on the back you could put like wherever you want, if you want to put like a tack on it, like a, some double-sided tape and put it in your car, like I promise you, don't fall. It's going to be north all the time. And so I don't need emails saying I like ended up, you know, in the Pacific Ocean because I followed this. I'm, or you're in Canada with no passport in you. Or my wife, who's a Canadian citizen, to come get you. She, she won't. We got three kids. I'm sorry. Find your way out. Uh, <laughs> but, but I would love for you to like keep this. Put it in your car. Keep it in your person. Keep it like on your pocket. Like I'm, I'm in youth ministry. And so we did always gadgets like this. Like... Um, I'm not going to ask you to put this in your shoe. Like, I've done that with students before, right? And you walk around and you feel it all day. But maybe put it in your pocket. Put it where you can see it. And just a little reminder, often for us, and maybe for me because I'm a visual person, is seeing something consistently reminds me of what God is trying to do in my life. And if you look in it, it'll say, seek God's direction. Where are you orienting and reorienting your life towards Jesus. Uh, I'm going to read that text that, that Pastor Nancy read uh, to us, uh, but in a less fun version. So, uh, But we're going to read from, John, from Luke chapter 5, um, verses 1 through 11. And so it's not going to be on. We're, again, totally unplugged. And so if you have it on your phone, your, your, your Bible on your Bible app, or you brought one uh, today, 
um, we're in verse 1 through 11. And this is what it says. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of Galilee, a great crowds pressed on him to listen to, his, to the word of God. And he noticed two empty boats were on the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them, and they were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out into the the boat, and he taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets, and you will catch many fish. We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, we'll try again. And this time, their nets were so full that they began to tear. A shout, for, a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. And when Simon Peter had realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before him. Oh Lord, please leave me. I am too much of a sinner to be around you. For he was awestruck by the size of their catch as were the others with him. And his partner James and John and the sons of Zebedee were also amazed. And Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. You'll be fishing for people. As soon as they left, as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Would you pray with me this morning? God, at the new year, we want to center ourselves. To center ourselves and worship not only who you are, but who you've called us to be. And God, we just ask that in this space, in this place, that you meet us here, that your Holy Spirit comes in a tangible way and fills this room, fills our hearts, fills our lives, as we simply come and say, Lord, reveal yourself so that we might better know you, that we might better love you, and that we might better share this love with those that are closest and that know us the most and those that are strangers. God, and all people in between. We know you love you so that we can feel your call to love the world as you loved us. God, we ask this in your name. Amen. One of the things, just really quickly, as we focus this new year on an idea of orientation, an orientation, that there are two things that are happening in this text that I think are essential to us whether you know Jesus personally or you don't, whether you're on the journey or you're not, is that two things are happening. Is that Simon found Jesus. Not because he was seeking after him, but because Jesus showed up. He found Jesus. And then he started to follow Jesus. And so as followers of Jesus, as people who have engaged and encountered Jesus, there are really two things simplistically that we want to do. So we want to find suing you and showing up in your life. And then we want to follow him. And one of the things that we talk about orientation is like, when you find something, or you're going to find something, you need to orient yourself that way. And one of the things that, that happens, and in, in if you're a follower of Jesus, one of the things where we talk about orientation is so important. When you find Jesus, he reorients everything. The trajectory of your life, the purpose of your life, the things that you want and desire, that get, start to get reoriented both in transformation, but also... And one of the things here that I think is interesting is that Jesus says, 
Once you've found me, follow me. It doesn't mean from that moment on, all of who Jesus thinks, all who, I mean, sorry, Peter thinks Jesus is, that Peter encompasses Jesus as solely someone who has helped him gather a lot of fish. It's been a good economic day. Right? For some of us, that's like Jesus. He, he made our day better. And that from that point in all of our orientation, we're going to orientate our relationship with Jesus that way. That means finding Jesus. You orient yourself on when you find Jesus. The direction. But here's one thing that, I, that we want to talk about in 2023 at Pine Lake Covenant Church, is we find Jesus. That in that moment that we find Jesus, we realize who he is, everything needs to change. On your compass, wherever you're seeking, you want to orient yourself towards him. Right? You're saying, like, the direction of Jesus is that way. So now I'm walking that way. Like, if I find Jesus and his orientation takes me there, I'm going there. I want to, like, encourage you, but also, like, orient ourselves around. Is that for some of us and for many of us, we have stood on that shore where we have found Jesus, and we started walking straight. Right? We said, okay, I know where I found Jesus, and I know where he's oriented me, and I'm walking that way. I found Jesus, and I'm just walking. And I found my orientation, I'm walking that way. But then what happens? Man, life begins to come at you, and it just bumps you, right? Like seasons, we talked about this last, this last series, God with us in the, in the valleys. It gets dark, and you like stumble, right? Anybody like had a, like got caught, like uh, Kyle said, like late at night on a hike, and you're like, dang, I hope I don't go off course. But sometimes you do. Right? You fall, and then now you're walking a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right than before. And then a hard body checks you like you're an NHL player. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so disoriented. But you get up and start walking. And then all of a sudden, you finally like stop when you are understanding, like, wow, I'm supposed to be going over there, but I'm over here now. Sometimes, when we find Jesus and we start our orientation from Jesus from that point— and we never reorient ourselves again, is that sometimes you feel like when you stop and you realize that I'm after Jesus, but Jesus is way over there, and I, because of life, have been bumps, hard checks, seasons of life and valleys, that I'm way over here. And that sometimes in your life and your faith, you're like, man, I feel so far away from Jesus. And let me tell you, you are. Why? Because we've found Jesus, but we've started our orientation from there and never reoriented after that. That we understand Jesus and our whole concept of who he is from that moment that we found him and never anything after that. And we keep walking. And then we sit there and we like look and say, what in the world? Why does it feel like I'm so far from Jesus? Why does I feel like this Jesus that I started to follow is so different? Because we oriented our life from where we found Jesus and never from that moment again. That we have many people that are disciples of Jesus that never reoriented themselves in the following of Jesus. Our complete understanding of who he is started and ended in the moment that we found Jesus. Our orientation to follow him started and ended like, and this is what happens. Paul talks about it later, is that we started as, as followers of Jesus on milk, and we never graduated to a good filet mignon. Right? 
And then all of a sudden we're like, man, this is just not satisfying. It's because we never reoriented ourselves. At Pine Lake, we want to orient ourselves to finding Jesus. And then we also want to follow Jesus and reorient everything, every step. Reorienting ourselves when we're down, like life hits us, we want to stop and say, okay, where is Jesus? I've been knocked aside. Now where do I need to course correct in order to head towards Jesus? If you desire to be in a relationship with Jesus, you don't need to only find him, you need to follow him. Right? That's what he said. Like, Peter right there found Jesus. And then Jesus said later, follow me. And so they followed him. One of the two, two biggest parts of who we are that we don't talk often enough, we're going to talk a ton about this next year, is Jesus said, come and follow me. Four words. Don't just find me. Finding is incredibly important. He's going to reorient your life in crazy ways. But then he says, come and follow me. And it's funny to think about that. Um, and you've wondered, like, that question that I've asked myself, and I asked, like, what does it look like for us to posture ourselves together to following Jesus? God is speaking more often than we're listening. You're going to hear this a lot in this next series on the Holy Spirit. But my son last night, super, like, you know, kids on break, not a good sleep schedule, right? Terrible, like, they're all out of whack. College students, high school students, middle school students, elementary students, preschoolers, everything's off. Everything's off, right? So my son is, like, just a hot mess, and he says, he wants, I was like, it's time to go to bed. He's like, no, I'm not going to bed. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. And so we go and we read a book, and then we pray a prayer, and right before we go, and as I'm thinking about this, because sometimes I just want to, like, give you a clue in, like, I don't pre, like, I don't just sit here and, like, pull off sermon stuff and just, like, oh, this is a great, or this is a great. Often there's sometimes, and I'll be honest with you, it's Saturday, and I understand the content, what I'm going to do, but as you know me, I believe that story, all the things that we do, and so what story do we have that kind of illustrates this in a great way? My son last night, before he goes to bed, grabs my face, both hands, grabs it, and he goes, Daddy, can you, can you take this off? <laughs> all of this, 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 all of this. And can you, can it be like me? Can you be like, can you match mine? Now trust me, I didn't just go shave. I went and shaved to the Fu Manchu, to the goatee, to the mustache, and debated if I was going to keep it or not. All stages. God's often speaking more than you're listening. Why wouldn't I shave my beard in order to orient myself and connect myself closer to my son so that he might be like, oh, you look like me. You're like, we can connect. I don't have that yet. One day you will. And hopefully when I'm old, he's like, will you grow your beard back out, Daddy? And I was like, even the scraggly gray beard? And I was like, yes, sweet, awesome. But right now he asked me to shave it. To be like him. So that something that looks like him. That in the mirror, when he looks at me and he looks at, and I look at him, we see similarities. We see the same things. And my question then, and I thought, I was like, oh, Lord, you're just so good because you're speaking more often than I'm listening. 
I don't have to come up with some creative story where you kind of fit into this. And I thought to myself, why in the world would I not do something that draws me closer in relationship with my son that he can connect with me? And then I thought, why in the world would my life to look more like Jesus? Why if Jesus is saying, hey, why don't you shave this off of your life to look more like me? Why in the world wouldn't I do that? Whether it appeases me, like, honestly, I think I look better with a beard than I look baby-faced. I don't know. Maybe some people are like, no, this is a better look, Austin. You've looked trashy for the last year that we've known you. That's okay. Good for you. Thank you for being honest. But, (laughs) um, or some of you are like, husbands, I'm sorry. Some of you are like, why is it going to be like, Austin, who knew you? Like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to do it. But... I thought about this for a second. What would it look like? What do I need to take off of my life to reorient myself to look and and act like Jesus? Like, God didn't say, like, from heaven. Austin, Luke 5, chapter 1, verse whatever. Jesus said, I'm going to speak through my son, through your son, in order that you orient yourself more towards me. What in this year would we do that would orient ourselves more towards Jesus? What would we do that might need to be shaved off our life or be taken or kind of... Um, and we talked about, about like, who does resolutions anymore? What in the world would you do that might orient yourself towards Jesus? That Jesus might be like easily saying, hey, shave this part out of it so that you look and act, talk, and in me. What would we not do to orient? Like, what would I, if I wouldn't do that for my, if I would do that for my son, why in the world would I not do the one who came and lived the life that I couldn't ever live, that died the death that I deserved, in order to give me that life that I now live in fully? Why wouldn't I do it? We might ask this year, like, how do you do that? And as we, as we close, I want to just, in your seat right now, is we're going to go through a series called The Holy Spirit. There's nothing that has radically changed my life to following Jesus than engaging the Holy Spirit. I'd be like, I wonder how my faith is going to grow. I wonder how I'm going to connect more to Jesus and more to God and feel like I'm actually a good, like a follower of Jesus. Then orienting yourselves or reorienting yourselves to the one that does it. Because in John, we talked about this one more time. That in John chapter 14, Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. In verse 26, it says this. But when the Father, when God the Father sends the counselor as my representative. So the Father, God, is sending for, as of Jesus, right? The counselor, the Holy Spirit, is going to be the representative of Jesus right now. By the counselor, I mean the Holy Spirit. I love that. <laughs> I love that, that John did that, just because sometimes we do things differently. By the counselor, I mean the Holy Spirit. And he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I myself have told you. Jesus saying, hey, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to send you somebody as my representative in order that you might follow, that you might shave off the beard or some things that actually look like. And, and the representative, the Holy Spirit will teach you and remind you of everything that Jesus has taught you. As followers of Jesus this year, we are going to find and follow Jesus. 
2023, Pine Lake is going to find and follow Jesus. That's what we're orienting ourselves. For us as followers of Jesus, we want to find and follow Jesus in our lives, and we want to orient ourselves towards helping other people find and follow Jesus. And the way that we are going to do that this year with people who are already followers of Jesus is we're going to orient orient ourselves back to the one that helps us follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit. I don't believe my son just out of his own said, Dad, shave your beard. I absolutely 100%, 1,000% believe in, there's not a, co- a coincidence, but I believe the Holy Spirit was speaking to me right there in that moment. Not only for us as a church, but for me as myself. As I said, I don't know what time it is. I don't know, like, am I supposed to go into work or not go into work? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Then it's time, like, Jesus is like, well, what is next year going to look like? He didn't split open the heavens. A dove didn't descend out of the air and land on my shoulder and start talking to me. My son spoke up. And the Holy Spirit spoke through him to me. The Spirit is often speaking more than you are listening. Follow Jesus. As we orient ourselves back to the Holy Spirit, which is the gift to you and I of how we follow Jesus. And so what I want to encourage you This is an incredible time for you not to. I want to just like encourage you to come every week because I just want to feel good about ourselves. I want you to come every week because I'm going to tell you something. That as you come and as you tune in and as you attune yourself to the Holy Spirit, our lives are going to change as followers of Jesus. We're going to reorient ourselves back. It's pure. The way that activates our faith. We'll grow our faith will make us fall in love with Jesus more. And will encourage us to say, I want people to engage the Spirit and this Lord and this God who has reoriented my life around the person of Jesus who is that with other people. This is what I want to encourage you, that you reorient orient your life towards the Holy Spirit, towards living with, through the of, for the witness of, Jesus Christ in our world. So I want to encourage you. We have cards up here that, that talk about the series and also talk about groups in the back. And we give those to you. I want you to take them with you, please. I don't want to see any on the seats. As an invitation. Like, that's all the thing is like, we want to find and follow, only us in this room find and follow Jesus. Like, I'm going to come in 2024 and say, what do we really fall in love with? We want to orient ourselves towards finding and follow Jesus, and we want to orient ourselves to help other people find and follow Jesus. This is a great series and a great introduction. I've heard a lot about Christianity, but I absolutely don't know how to engage it. Invite them. Invite this, because this is a hopefully, I'm going to pray, maybe it's going to fall flat. I pray it not, but I think it's going to blow the socks out of us. And how we engage our faith and how it transforms. Would you join me in prayer? Father, thank you for your son. Jesus, thank you for the life that you lived that secured a relationship with me and the one. And Holy Spirit, thank you for living and dwelling within me even when days when I feel like I have nothing to do with you. 
that's where we feel. We feel stagnant. We feel plateaued. We feel like we're going down in our faith. God, I pray that you would remind us that you were always with us, that you never forsake us. You are a God who came to live and to be a t- to tabernacle with us, to be with us. So God, in this year, I pray that you would be the thing that we seek above all else. As we start fresh this new, fully loved, fully welcomed, fully apart as sons and daughters of the Most High God, I pray that my orientation would be back to you, the life, the way. And that all other things will fall into place as I pursue after you. God, to you be the glory forever and ever in my life and in our lives and this church's life. We ask this in your name. Amen.